Welcome today to Morning Glory. Why don't you grab your Bibles and meet me today in the little epistle called 1 John. It's right towards the back of the New Testament, towards the back of your Bible. Not the Gospel of St. John, uh, same author, but this is a much smaller book towards the back of your Bible. 1 John chapter 3. And today we're going to go down to verse 21. We're going to talk about holding steady in prayer. There's a there's a reason for that. And I think it's important that you have some understanding about that. It'll really motivate you. Praise God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask as we go into your word, that your word would find entrance into our hearts, that the eyes of our heart, the eyes of our understanding would be illuminated by your spirit, that the word might come in with full understanding. Now, Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. First John chapter 3, verse 21, Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. Things can happen where maybe in your conscience you feel like something's not right between you and the Lord. Therefore, in your heart you could feel like, you know, God's not really hearing me. I've, you know, so if there's something like that, you know, you just need to have a little talk with the Lord. That's what's good about prayer. Get all these things resolved and worked out between you and the Lord. You know, if there's some kind of sin, you know, if you need to confess the sin or whatever, just, you know, talk to the Lord. Uh, let the presence of the Lord refresh you. Let the blood of Jesus wash your sins away. Then, of course, by faith, you believe in the finished work of the cross. And you just, you know, you take your, uh, your forgiveness by faith that God has put away your sin, that he's washed it away based upon 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, which tells us that if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we take that by faith, not by feelings. We take it by faith. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward God. And you want to have that confidence. Uh, we're not perfect, although that's something we are striving for, not in the sense of being sinless, but we never want to sin. We want to be mature in Christ and we want to move towards that. Praise God. So there is a confidence that does come from living right. Uh, you know, it, you could really mess your conscience up if you go out there and just do a bunch of crazy stuff because you know it's not right. And then you can't just turn right around in prayer and act like everything's okay between you and the Lord. You know, you need to have a good, solid walk with the Lord. And if you make a mistake, you blow it, then just get that right with the Lord and keep on going. That way you really have that confidence when you come before the Lord. It's not, it's not confidence in yourself. It's not confidence in self-righteousness. It's confidence in Christ. But that confidence in Christ and who you are in Him should also be, be producing victory in your life where you begin to overcome things. Praise God. We do thank God for that grace. So we can have confidence toward God. This puts us in a great position, verse 22. And whatever we ask, wow, that's a pretty big blank check, whatever we ask. I think some people have gone a little uh, haywire on that, gotten a little too happy. Not that it's not there in the Word, but I think we need to balance Scriptures. And when you balance the Scriptures, then you can get really lined up with, uh, how can we say, like laser prayer focus, and you're asking very, very accurately. So it says, and whatever we ask, we receive from Him. Well, we know that that would have to be a context within 
asking within a parameter. Uh, actually, when you read First John chapter five, again John picks up the subject of prayer, and he talks about asking in accordance with His will. So it has to be accordance within God's will, God's plan for your life, and also really it has to be in accordance with your faith. You can't go beyond your faith. You can act like you're doing that, but it's not going to work. You have to go from faith to faith. And so if you if you can't really ask way up here, believing in your heart that God can do it for you, then you need to ask on a level that you are comfortable with. God always meets you where your faith is at. And we need to be very genuine, very real people when it comes to that. And so it says that whatever we ask, we receive from Him because we keep His commandments. Again, that's that thing. If you're just blatantly breaking the commandments of God, you don't have that confidence when you're really wanting to ask God for something. There will be a violation in your conscience, and that's why you want to, uh, to the best of your ability, obey the commandments of the Lord. It brings a great uh, blessing of peace into your soul, into your conscience. Praise the Lord. Because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Again, if you're doing things that are very much displeasing in His sight, when you go before the Lord in prayer, you don't have a confidence when you're asking Him. Why? You've got all this stuff that's never been dealt with. So you have to deal with that and uh, tur- turn from things that are, would be tripping you up or messing you up. That way you can go before the Lord with confidence in Him. Uh, and look, you can get things right with just a one-minute talk with God, maybe even 30 seconds. But you have to mean it, you have to be genuine, and you have to be sincere. Now, when you, when you are in that position, it says, whatever we ask, we receive from Him. Whatever we ask, we receive from Him. I think prayer is is something that yes you can have high moments and that's really wonderful you can have uh, you can have encounters with the Lord but really prayer when you really start to get into a prayer lifestyle it's not like you know just one glorious moment and then it's over it's more that you're in this for the long haul where you really are wanting relationship with God you really are wanting to have a close walk with him and um, you know you're showing up every day anyhow. I think there is a place in our prayer life where we can also be thankful for um, just regular moments in prayer, because really that's what most prayer time consists of, where you just show up to pray, to have your time with the Lord, and you know, the presence of the Lord can be there. You can have a good prayer time. Uh, but it's not like it's always like in baseball where every batter is hitting a grand slam. That, that, that's, that's not happening. They're, they're not knocking the ball out of the park every single time. You do have those moments. That's really cool. But if you had it all the time, uh, it's going it, to, even that would wear off. So we thank God for, uh, you know, the times where, yes, we just were in prayer. Lord, I'm here again. I'm praying the Lord's Prayer again. And because these prayers are inspired, they are anointed by the Holy Spirit. They're not boring. But there is the, the element of just, you still have to pray it though. So you're going through that. You go maybe perhaps to the prayers of the, the epistles of Paul, uh, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3, Philippi, uh, Philippians 1, Colossians 1, and Hebrews chapter 13, verses uh, 20 and 21. But, you know, as you just work your way through these prayers, showing up every day in prayer time, there really is a change in your life. 
And there are also the glory moments. And I think uh, while you're developing your walk with God, hearing from the Lord, allowing the fruit of the Spirit to grow in your life, uh, getting the flesh nature under, all of these solid basic things are taking place in your life, which are very normal, very essential, very necessary. While you're doing that, you do have those moments where the Lord draws near. Now, I know that we can say that He's always near. His presence is always with us. Uh, we, I think we understand that. But you can have those moments where it is uh, perhaps what we could call spectacular uh, prayer times, visitations, uh, glory encounters, glory experiences. And, you know, here's why you need to be steady in prayer. You can pray Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and prayer a whole week, and it's just it's good, but it's kind of like just good normal prayer. Then have another whole week, it's good. Have another whole week, it's good. You might do it for a month or two months, but then you just show up and you think, well, you know, I'm here, Lord, and just seeking you. And uh, uh, see, you can't force God to do something, but you can present yourself to the Lord, and you can basically say, Lord, I'm seeking you, and you said in your word that if I seek you with all my heart, I'll find you, and I'm having a great time with you, and so here I am today, and you just never know it. You could be praying along for maybe three normal months, and boom, you just have a time where it would be like in the oil industry, they call it a gusher. And, you know, you're drilling, and you're drilling, and then suddenly you hit oil. And, you know, it just comes up, and it, you're going to have those gusher moments in the Spirit. And you, you really don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, you know, you go into each prayer time thinking, well, that sure would be cool. It sure, it sure would be nice. But a lot of times our prayer time is more of like, you just put this time in because you love God, and He loves you. You're meeting together, and it may not be a fireworks moment, but it is something that still is essential. You, you come away from it greatly blessed, greatly anointed, certainly prepared for your day, and prayed up. But, you know, I want to encourage you because if you don't do that, you'll never have the glory moment. Because I think some people, all they want is the glory moments. But the glory moments come out of really hours going into prayer. Perhaps not hours every day, but hours every week. You know, you just put your time in, and then suddenly the Spirit of God sweeps into your little prayer room or your prayer closet, or wherever you're at. And, you know, you have, you have experiences in that moment, in that time, that are phenomenal, and you, you realize things like, uh, whatever we ask, we receive from Him. And the Lord comes and talks, and uh, you, you can even talk about desires. I'm not even talking about, you know, necessarily needs. We have needs. We have the need to eat. We have the need to pay the electrical bill. We have the need to pay, you know, maybe a mortgage note or whatever it might be, or, or a, a need to get this, or a new washer, dryer, whatever it might be. But, you know, you can have these moments with the Lord where it's just not even about need. It's really about maybe just what you want. And the Lord, He'll talk with you about all kinds of things. There, there are those moments you do have literal one-on-one -on -one talks with the Lord. I, I know that for a lot of Christians, they love God. They're saved, washed with the blood of Jesus. But um, this element of, of reality in their prayer life, it doesn't exist. They, they just, for some reason, there's a blockage, and they don't really understand that this is two-way communication going on. For them, it's just one way, just all, all prayer. Usually, in relations like that also with God, usually if it's like that, it's just asking. 
people that really, they're not, I'm talking about God's people that are not hearing from God, usually those kind of prayer times is just all based on asking God for this, asking God for that, asking, asking, asking. Um, but the Lord wants to take you into a place where you really are hearing from Him. Praise the Lord. And if you will put your time in, you look, you can't cheat the system. You can't show up, or excuse me, you cannot show up for class and then somehow expect that the teacher is going to graduate you, that you're going to learn what you need to learn, what you uh, will need. And you cannot learn if you're not there. And so in prayer, it's just in many ways you put your time in. And out of that, out of that comes really, really good stuff. Praise God. Grace, uh, anointing, revelation, uh, glory moments, hitting the gusher. Wow, that was, that was fantastic. Visions. You know, you have, you have these great experiences with the Lord, but you, you don't really know when that's going to happen. Now, there is a place, there is a place where you can get so close to the Lord where you are, you are in a sense having supernatural encounters every day, every day. But even still, let's say your walk with God is very developed. As long as you're in a flesh body, you're still going to have to use energy to get into that. So, you know, that's why you're still going to have to show up, in other words. What am I talking about today? Being steady in prayer. Because you'll never have the real uh, fantastic experiences if you're not there. <laughs> so you at least have to be there. <laughs> you need to be steady in prayer. And, uh, you, you know, the Lord will take you to a place where He'll even touch on what it is that you want. And I think that this year it would be good for you to be mindful of Psalm 23, the Psalm of the Good Shepherd, verse 1. The Lord God is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, uh, that's not even really talking about your, your things that you need. I believe it's referring to just stuff that you would maybe want in your life. Maybe this year you want to be debt free. Well, I'm sure that that might not be a necessity. You could just struggle along and, you know, or, or just keep chunking along, doing okay. Just, you know, paying the interest, paying on the principal, and maybe do it for the next 20 years or whatever. But it would be, it would be really nice. Maybe you just want to be debt free. Well, the Lord can give you your wants. Even Psalm 37, 4, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires, not your needs. That's not what that's talking about in that scripture. He'll give you the desires of your heart. Maybe you desire to be debt free. Praise God. Maybe there's something that it's not even really a need, but a desire. I believe the Lord would like for you to sit down uh, over the next few days and just write out the desires or the things that you would want this year. Now remember, you need to keep that in context without going bananas. There are some things that God has planned for you, but they're five years out, they're 10 years out. So it's not like you need to try to exercise some kind of faith to manifest that now, because it's not the season for that. But there are some things I believe that this year that God would do for you if you would just talk to Him about it. That would be things that you would want, things that you would desire. They're not needs. Needs are like stuff that you have to have. But these are things like wants, desires. I believe that while you're in prayer, you can have talks with that about the Lord. I believe there's times He draws near and uh, says, yeah, let's, let's go over that. And I, I think it would be good for you to write, write it down. Maybe it's 
three or four things, maybe it's five or six things, but write them down on a piece of paper and just believe God to do it this year for you. All of them that would be on that list. And then, then, you know, at the end of the year, uh, I believe, I believe you can get them all. If you don't get them all, hopefully you'll get most of them. But the thing is, is that once they're complete, then take that list. If it's a sheet of paper, take that list and then frame it. Okay. And then you'll always be able to see that God did it for you. And then now you're ready for another higher level of things that you can believe and ask God for. Glory to God. Now, 1 John chapter 5, let's take a look over here. I like this. This uh, verse uh, 14 is amazing. I, I was uh, in college once. This was a Christian college. And, uh, you know, you had quite a few people there that were getting Bible degrees or theology degrees and learning Hebrew, learning Greek, all this and that, all the good stuff, which it is. But I remember hearing a Bible college student one day, he had gotten out of class and, you know, we're, we're not in our dorm rooms. We're actually at the dorm in kind of like a wreck area, uh, kind of just hanging out. Some people were doing homework. Uh, others were just kind of like eating snacks or whatever. And I was sitting there and I overheard one of the Bible college students talking about first John chapter five, verse 14. And he said, you know what? He said, this is what he said. He was talking to somebody and I kind of jumped in on the conversation. He said, I know that this is in the Bible. He said, I know it's God's word. He said, I know it has to be true, but he said, I cannot wrap my understanding around this verse. And he said, I certainly don't know how to get it to work in my life. And so I agreed with him that it is in the Bible, it is true, and that some way we need to tie into this and believe that th this scripture promise is actually something that begins to work in our lives. And I, I believe, I believe that you can have it. I believe that you can see it working in your life. First John chapter 5 verse 14, now this is the confidence. Ah, again we have this thing of confidence confidence of really walking with the Lord, not just being this person that shows up, hey Lord, it's me, I'm here again, I haven't talked to you in three weeks, but I'm here again, I've got another long list of things I'm, I'm asking for, and you just got a list of mile long of, Lord, I want you to do this, and I want you to do that, and also Lord, do this and that, and it's just, there's no relationship involved, it's just like, it's just like, it's an approach, it's a, an approach to God that doesn't work as far as getting answered prayers. You really need to turn, uh, turn it into a relationship where you, you're not just popping in, uh, you know, like once a month. You're there, preferably every day. You have a very strong devotional life, and that's when verse 14 really starts to work. And it doesn't just work just because you go to Bible college. It doesn't just work just because you have a master's or a PhD in theology. It works because it's based out of a strong walk with God and time in the Word, time in prayer, and then faith starts getting real vibrant. Your walk with God is real strong, and then it just begins to flow out as a reality. Verse 14, now this is the confidence that we have in Him. Here it is that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. Well, when I overheard the Bible college student talking about this, and a good, good guy, he's probably pastoring a church today somewhere, his thing was that, you know, how can we ask God for anything you know, even if it's according to His will, He hears us, and then, you know, we have it. He said, I, he said it's just not working for me. <laughs> so, I appreciate His honesty. We had a fun conversation. Obviously, a conversation 
so uh, candid and and you know just enjoyable that here it is uh, over 30 years later and I'm still talking about the conversation some things stick you remember them you remember them praise God this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will okay so you can ask and even as, as I'm suggesting there should be some wants that you just take on a sheet of paper and write them out and say Lord I want you to do this remember as you're writing those out don't, don't go crazy uh, what do you mean by that Pastor Stephen I mean ask according to his will Lord since I can ask for not just needs to be met but even wants to be fulfilled Lord here are some wants they're not te- technically uh, needs but Lord here are some wants some desires that I would like for you to do for me this year it's not beyond my faith so my faith can reach out and believe I received them so Lord I'm just going to ask you for this and I'm going to believe you to do it and I'm going to start praising you that before I ever see it I believe I've got it and I'm going to praise you for it and I believe it's coming forth this year okay well now within this context write those things out just write those things out and believe God for it praise God for it maybe it's four or five things maybe it's a few less maybe it's a few more but it's something that's not out of your faith league but it's something that if you have a heart to heart talk with God you really believe that he's able to do it and that he's going to do it and your faith can reach it praise God hallelujah remember we go from faith to faith so oh yes Yes, Pastor Stephen, I'm really liking this message. I'm going to I'm going to ask Jesus for a hundred million dollars. Well, if you've never had a year where you've gone over a hundred thousand dollars, you really don't need to be trying to make that kind of a leap. Uh, I don't think your faith is going to be able to um, pull that in. But I, I know you get that. I know that most of you, at least, watching get that. Others, you're learning that you're going to have to work with your faith level but you know when you really are walking close to the Lord your faith can really be activated very very strongly and Noah had a close walk with God and I believe that there was a faith in him God even gave him the gift of faith to believe to build this ark and get this project done and you know it was a it was a miracle project and he completed it so you can go for big things praise the Lord and it's it's walking with the Lord also where that word comes God give you he'll give you a word and no substitute for that no substitute for that Um, I had an experience with the Lord recently where faith just surged in my heart because I'd already spent time with the Lord in prayer time in the word and it's that anointed word that just Oh, it, it can really, it can, it can, uh, there, there's an anointing that can come of special faith. And special faith came on me, and I said, Lord, I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to get my Bible, and I'm going to open up my Bible, and you're going to speak a word to me, and I know you've got a word for me, and when I open it up and I put my finger on that page, on that spot, I know you are going to speak to me. Uh, Pastor Stephen, I tried that, and I opened up my Bible randomly and put my finger down without looking, and I said, God, you're going to speak to me. And Pastor Stephen, I looked, my finger was on the commentary notes. I, I don't know what's going on. Well, what's going on is that you can't fake spiritual reality. If there was a manifestation of that, you can do that. If there's not, uh, 
you can't and you, you know you put your finger on something or put your finger on a blank spot or it doesn't work like that but when it is valid when an anointing is there there has never been one time in my life where I've done that God has not spoken to me praise the Lord now I can't make that happen there has to be like a rush of faith but every time it happens and I know God's going to speak to me and without looking I, I know it's it's back here or it's over here and I'm not flipping pages I, I'm just kind of like taking big chunks I like okay Lord it's over here in this area somewhere and I just boom, right there put my finger down and it's it always works every single I sometimes I'll turn the Bible upside down Lord I don't know where it's at okay Lord it's over here somewhere boom and I, I turn around and read it and yeah, I tell you what God can get it to you praise the Lord there's other times I've started to do that Lord you're going to speak to me and the Lord said don't 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 turn don't turn he said I'm going to give it to you right in your spirit and boom a verse would come up from my spirit I could see it and I, I could see it and, um, and I, I would get it that way but look there's so much there there's so much communication God wants to give you but you know if you don't put your time in you can't have the gusher moments you can't have the glory moments that's why I think we need to be thankful for normalcy normality where not everything is you know the next batter is hitting the home run and the next one a home run and the next one a home run eventually uh, even that would get old we need to be happy just to be getting on first base oh I got a single I got a double I'm using baseball analogies but I hope you can uh, follow me even if you're not a baseball uh, you know you don't understand the game praise the Lord when you are consistent when you're steady in prayer all kinds of beautiful things begin to come out of that but if you're a no-show another no-show and days go by weeks go by um, you you're missing true living praise the Lord and you're missing also your heart being able to open up as a receiver where you really begin to hear from the Lord you know um let me see if I can use a, a natural physical example. If you go to a gym and you see you see strong men with well developed legs, guys that are able to um, you know squat heavy amounts of weight or you know also do deadlift that has a lot to do with legs, of course back as well. Really, if you want to have size def definition and development like that, then you're going to have to get in the squat rack and you're going to, have to start doing squats. See, I was in college and I was working on a degree in exercise phy physiology, sports science, and I was always involved in athletics for, for many years. And even after college, you know, continued to uh, train and compete in martial arts and stuff like that. But the thing is, if you want certain results, you're going to have to do the same thing that the person that is living that. Uh, you're going to have to do the same thing they did. So if you want the big legs, you're going to get into the squat rack. If you want uh, well-developed pectoral muscles, you're going to have to do the bench press. You have to do the heavy compound exercises. Well, I, I just thought, Pastor Steve, I'd get a couple barbells and just do a couple dips, uh, you know, uh, with my legs. That's not going to build mass. No, that you could get tone doing that. You could get some cut and some development doing that. But no, you're not going to have any mass doing that if you want bulk mass you're going to have to hit over to the squat rack well pastor Stephen, i i've seen people do squats and then after they're done i've seen them throw up or pass out yeah if you want to get real huge 
yeah, there's people that go through phases like that. But really, in prayer, in prayer, um, you just got to put your time in. Well, Pastor Stephen, I don't know what to do in my prayer life. I, I don't know what to do. Well, if you don't know what to do, and uh, you can't even maybe work your way through Matthew chapter 6, the Lord's Prayer, then just do this. Just sit there and pray in tongues, pray in the Spirit the whole time. So you just put your prayer time in. Just put your prayer time in. Do it, do it for at least an hour. Do it for an hour and show up every day. You know, find your little time that works and show up every day and just put your time in. You can at least do that. Uh, and that'll be a great, great blessing in your life because when you pray in the Spirit, you're building up a charge. You're building up faith on the inside. Glory to God. The faith that you have is being built up. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. See, that even gives your brain a break, gives your mind a break. You can just sit there and kind of go off in the Spirit. Glory to God. Just pray in the Spirit. <laughs> How much easier can it get than that? The Holy Spirit helps us so much. God is helping us so much. He has given us the Holy Spirit. Right now, you're getting some ideas of some things that would be desires, some things that would be uh, quantified as wants. Okay, just write them down. Write those things down and just say, Lord, I want you to do this in my life this year. See, prayer's not boring when you've got a list like that sitting over on the side. See, yes, pray for the president. Pray for your governor. Pray for your state. Pray for your pastor. Pray for me. Hallelujah. Pray, pray for your family. Glory. Pray around the world. Have a good time. Uh, don't, don't forget your list, though. Oh, Lord Jesus, by the way, I, I've got my list. God, I'm believing you to do this. Heavenly Father, I believe these things are going to manifest this year in my life. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Lord, I know you know what they are. Just before I leave, I, I want to remind you again. This is what they are. Boom, 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 boom. Glory to God. Then just pray in the Spirit some more. Prayer's fun. Prayer's fun. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. Look at that. Look at that. This is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, see everything lining up with His will, okay? He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. Put, put on your list, debt-free debt free all credit cards paid off house paid off car or vehicle paid off debt free every debt in my life paid off that's one just that if, if you can't think of anything else and you don't yet have that one put that one down there I want to be debt free I'm believing to be debt free glory to God glory to God dare to believe God for it and just pray into it have a good time so your, your prayer time could be very very exciting it can be very, very enjoyable. So you get to have some fun too. I know you're praying for others. I know that you're praying for the Lord's kingdom to expand and God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yes, you're praying and you're doing a good job. But you can also have some fun and uh, touch those things that make you happy. Glory to God. And again, kind of looping back to this, you just never know. You never know that that day, that morning, or that moment that you go into that time of prayer, you never know what could happen. And I've had times I've gone into prayer, uh, just, you know, looking forward to spending time with the Lord, not knowing, 
that the moment, not knowing, because you, 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 can't, you can't force these things to happen, not knowing that the moment my knees hit the ground, I was gone. Woo, Stephen Brooks was gone. Where'd you go, Pastor Stephen? I was caught up in the Spirit, caught up uh, and saw heaven and uh, met redeemed saints and saw angels and wow, I mean, you, you just never know what's going to happen. And that's the excitement with prayer. And I believe really, as you walk real close with the Lord, the easier it is when there's that stirring of the Spirit to lean in and go, to lean in and see. To lean in and hear and get a word for perhaps not just for your life or something for yourself, but even for others. For others. Oh, praise God. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's like it's like riding the bike. Once you've ridden the bike and you've done it a couple of times, you've got it. You know, take the training wheels off or whatever. It's good. You're good to go. One of the main questions I get in ministry is, Pastor Stephen, how, how do I hear from God? People are wanting to know, how can I hear from God? Well, it's, I, I, I can tell you this. Once you've heard, and you kind of, you, you start breaking through on that, uh, you'll be up and running for the rest of your life. You, you always know how to get back to where you once were. Yeah, you, even if you haven't ridden the bike for 10 years, and I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ridden the bike maybe now for I don't know, five years, um, but but I can guarantee you, if you put a bicycle right here, I could take that thing outside, I could ride it all over the place. Oh, Pastor Stephen, you probably forgotten how. No, no, I haven't forgotten. I know how. Muscle memory and whatever else. I can, I can, I could get back on that bike. I don't need any practice time. I'm ready to go. So once you know how to hear from God, and that realm begins to open up. It's easy. It's easy. But look, there's a lot of people in the church that are wanting to experience all of the all of the richness and the goodness of the Lord and they just they just want to be lazy and sit back and never pray never spend any time in the word never work kingdom principles and they just somehow think it's still it's still all going to happen and maybe a little bit of that responsibility of that fault lies on the shoulders of ministers maybe we have allowed people to merge with a generation that just thinks they just deserve it. Well, I, I know in Christ it is uh, something that you, you know, these things belong to you. But I think there's a lot of entitlement where people today, that there's a spirit in, in America today that just makes people think you're entitled to it, even if you didn't work for it. You're supposed to be at the top, even if you're a lazy bum. You just deserve it. You deserve a big house, and you deserve a nice car, even if you don't even have a work ethic. You just, it, it, this stuff is lunacy. This stuff doesn't even make any sense. If, uh, if you want to rise to the top in the natural realm, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to apply yourself and have hustle and get after it. Because certainly nobody who's a competitor is going to allow you to, you know, uh, out, outdo them. Not when there's money involved. <laughs> Whenever there's money involved, there's competition. And um, it's, uh, it's sharks swimming in the water. That, that, that's okay. That's just the way it is. Because if you want, you want to rise up, there's going to be competition. But somehow in the church, we just think it's okay to be lazy and never pray and never spend any time in the word and just be you know really lethargic and just somehow somehow still you're going to be a powerhouse and you're going to hear from God no and obviously from real life experience people aren't <laughs> so uh, I'm just here to say that you get out of it what you put into it uh 
Pastor Stephen, you're just too blunt. You're, you're so brutally blunt, I can't handle it. Well, I'm sure there's somebody out there that can tickle your ears that will, that will say that you can be a grandiose prophet and hear from God and go to heaven every single day in visions and rapturous experiences. But it's just not happening, is it? It's not happening. You get out of it what you put into it. Praise the Lord. I'm here to tell you that if you do give God your best, you'll have glory moments. You'll have, you'll have those encounters. You'll have those experiences. And the closer you get to the heart of God, you can begin to encounter the miraculous, I believe, daily. There's not a day that goes by when something supernatural is not going on in my life. Why, Pastor Stephen? Because I'm just, I'm in too much of a hot pursuit of the Lord where I'm putting this much in where God's not going to give anything out of it. No, that's like a farmer sowing, sowing, and preparing and doing all of this work and nothing ever comes up. No, that, that violates a natural law. Who created the natural laws? God did. And so if you work that system, it's going to work for you. Same spiritually. If you go after the Lord, you will find Him. You will find Him. Draw near to, the, to God. He will. Not He might. Not we hope He does. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. That's, of course, in the book of James chapter 4. I don't have my Bible with me, but I think, well, actually I do. It's not turned there, but I think it's verse 8. That was one of the first supernatural things I ever heard was that statement made to me when I believe it was an angel spoke that to me. I'm so close to it. I might as well turn over there to take a look at it just to verify it. There it is. James chapter 4 verse 8. Draw near to God and He will draw near to you. So life does get quite interesting when God draws near. Woo! Oh yes. Yes. And if you let Him if you let him, he'll go real deep with you. A lot of Christians, they, um, they, they want Jesus as Lord and Savior to a certain degree. Lord, be Lord over my heart, but this chamber of my heart over here, or I'd like to do this certain thing, which, uh, you know, I don't really want to talk to you about it. Lord, be Lord over all of this, but not this. Well, he wants to come into every chamber of your heart and be Lord truly over all. And if you'll let Him, He will. Um, and that's, that's also what's going on in prayer. This is also not just intercession all the time. Not, not praying for the President all the time. Not praying for a Prime Minister, not Netanyahu all the time. All that's good. And we should pray for the leaders and uh, those. We should pray for Jerusalem and for the nation of Israel. And of course, most importantly, praying for your home country. But there are those times where the Lord's like, hey, that's just you and me have a little talk. Let's just, let's talk about, let's talk about you. Let's talk about your life, your plan. Let's talk about your future. And um, uh, see that the Holy Spirit is leading every single prayer conversation. It's never the same ever. You can, you can pray an hour every day and do that for 30 or 40 years consecutively. You'll never have one prayer time the same. Why? Because Holy Spirit is leading differently. Why? Every day, every, every day is different. Every prayer time is different. Sometimes more of an emphasis here. Sometimes less of an emphasis there. Sometimes more of a weight on this. Sometimes another time much more over here on this area. You just never know how it's going to go. So it's quite, it's quite enjoyable. Let there be life in your prayer time. 
if you're trying to pray for something that is just flat as a pancake, it could be that the Lord's just like, hey, that's okay, come over here, let's cover this today, let's talk about this today. Have that freedom of the Holy Spirit in your prayer time. And you get, you get those moments where like, you do feel that anointing to ask, and whatever you ask, whatever you ask, He'll do it. And um, you know, it's according to His will, He hears it, it's done, it's going to take place. And I believe that when you're in that realm, you need to really speak out in faith and say, this thing is done, God has heard it, this thing is coming to pass in my life. And you have a little list, and you say, Jesus, thank you, I've asked you for this, and I thank you that this is going to happen. I'm going to pray over it, not even really asking you again for it, I'm just lifting it before you, knowing that you're going to do it, that it's done, and you just begin to pray in the Spirit, give glory to the Lord, praise God. Moving forward, see this is what God's doing in your life. He's moving everything forward in your life, on all fronts, your marriage blessed, your family blessed, your walk with God blessed, your career blessed, your finances, your money blessed, everything moving forward on all fronts. That's why prayer, prayer is very, very fascinating because you just begin to touch all these different areas. You begin, you begin to touch all these different areas, and God's moving everything forward. But if you're not showing up, you're not showing up, then, um, you know, life just begins to flounder. And really, you begin to wonder, what's it all about? Even if you got a lot of money, you know, what's it all about? Because why? You have no, you have no walk with God, and so now you're missing out on the epic stuff that even the church is coming into. Look, if you've ever if you've ever wanted to get tied into the Lord with prayer, this is the time. The church is, uh, look, I know people have said it, I know you might think, well, Pastor Stephen, I've heard, I've heard about the coming glory. Let me tell you, what's coming, what's coming is going to be phenomenal, and what, what is coming is the miracles are coming back to the church. The miracles are coming back, and what's known in the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, as the power gifts, special faith, gifts of healings, working of miracles. Even, even the healings are going to go to a new, a new level. But we're going to begin to see the miracles come back. And uh, look, all it takes is a few, because when miracles begin to happen, they bring people. They bring people. Now, as believers, we don't live on miracles. We live on the blessing. But we still love miracles. God's going to do miracles, many miracles for His people, bringing people out of debt, bringing pastors out of debt, bringing churches out of debt bringing ministries out of debt, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. I got an email today from a pastor I've ministered at his church before, and he said that his van is a, a used van, but it's a nice van, but it was still used. His van had a little hiccup in the engine. Well, he knew the engine was good, but it's beginning to skip just a little bit. So he took it uh, down to the, um, to the dealership, and uh, had them examine it, and they said it would cost basically $1,000 to fix it. He's like, that's actually what I felt in my spirit it would cost. He said, that's totally fine. I got the $1,000. So he said, go ahead and start doing the work. And so he's kind of hanging out uh, while the work is being done. And the general manager said, um, he said, Pastor, he said, while you're here, um, there's a brand new version of that van that's out. We've got one on our lot that's fully loaded would you like to just, you know, take it out while your other one's being worked on? Why don't you just take it out and drive it around for a few minutes and uh, see if you like it? 
and uh, look look you can't do stuff like this if you don't pray if, if you're not prayed up sometimes you won't know what to do you'll think he's trying to take advantage of me he just wants my money wants to upsell me and you know and all, all kinds of stuff like that but the pastor said he just stopped just for a few seconds and thought and felt that witness such peace of the Holy Spirit he goes okay I'll do that so the uh, general manager gave him the keys and uh, he, so he takes it out drives it around brings it back and uh, the general manager said he said, did you like it? He said, oh, yeah. He said, he said, it's loaded. Yes, I loved it. He said, me and my family, we, we had actually had wanted something like this because you got all the TVs in the back behind each seat and uh, all, you know, all the bells and whistles. And he said, so you really like it? And the pastor said, well, yeah, of course. He said, why would you ask? He goes, well, he says, it's yours. He said, he said, here's the keys. It's yours. He goes, what do you mean? The pastor said, what do you mean? It's mine. He said, somebody came in and totally has paid it off for you. It's, it's, it's yours. You don't owe anything on it. <laughs> well, Pastor Stephen, that's a miracle. Uh, yeah, I would say it is. But look, I'm just telling you miracles are coming back to the church on an epic scale. Unlike anything we've ever seen in our generation. Unlike anything we've ever seen in our generation. I really do believe the Lord's going to bring you out of debt. I really believe he's going to do it. I believe you're going to be a miracle receiver of supernatural miracle deliverance from debt. You're going to just destroy, pay off all credit cards. And uh, look, look, this stuff is just going to go like Holy Ghost wildfire through the church. And so I really want you to be walking close to the Lord because this stuff is just going to be hitting on all cylinders, all kinds of miracles, all kinds of miracles. And when it begins to happen, it's, it's like a spark it's like it's like a forest and you know in in the bible people are often metaphorically pictured as trees well you get a bunch of trees and they all start catching on fire now we've got like a wildfire and that's what happens with faith when we, when we begin to hear hey it's happening then all of a sudden it's happening over here and happening over there and happening over there and suddenly boom it hits your life it's on it's on and we're right there at it where we're coming into the power manifestations of the Spirit with miracles, with raw miracles that cannot be explained away. It's just, it is what it is. It's going to be a lot of joy in the church. Praise God. And the, the struggle that so many believers have with deep depression is going to be busted in one day. How do you know God's really moving? when burdens are removed and yokes are destroyed. That's how you know. That's bottom line. How do you know we're really having God move in our midst? Isaiah 10 27, when burdens are removed and yokes are destroyed, when it's really hitting your life and that you're like, wow, man, I'm going free. <laughs> this is awesome. That's how you know. Praise God. And I say, it's coming to your house it's coming to your life. Some of you are going to be moved by the Spirit of God, even physically. You're going to be, you're going to be given empowerment to get up and go. And you already know where you're supposed to go to. And God's going to bless you. And it's going to just, boom, you're going to be swept uh, by the moving of God's Spirit. So there is divine aligning taking place. There is divine positioning taking place. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord Jesus. So this, this really is a time to have your ear close to the Lord, to have your head on the Lord's chest. I'll be honest with you, this is the time for saints to be raised up. 
Yes, holy men, men and women of God that really are saints, that people look at your life and say, that person's a saint. Woo, praise God. Lord knows we have enough sinners out there in the world, and the sinners or even looking for it. Not that, you know, they may not want it, but they, they want to see somebody to live it. <laughs> they know they can't. I've talked about this last Sunday. But God's raising up saints, men and women that are living holy, that have got the victory publicly, privately. They've got the victory. God's raising up saints. God's making you a saint. I know technically in Christ we are saints, but there's a lot of saints that are not living like what a saint is supposed to be living like, but God's changing that. Power's coming back. Joy is coming back to the church. Joy, 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 and power, freedom. Mm, 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 mm. Your hour of deliverance is here. Glory to God. Push in and give God your very, very best. Just like in sports, you think I'm fatigued, but something inside. A champion says, yeah, my muscles are burning, but I've got three more reps. I'm going to knock them out. And you do that. And it's the same thing in a champion, spiritually. Well, you think I've been praying every morning for 40 minutes. I'm going to finally today hit that one-hour plateau. I've never done it before, but today will be the day I pray for an hour. And you do it, and you break through, and something's different. Something's changed. Praise God. Yeah, you broke through. That's what happened. The breaker anointing. The breaker anointing, let it be upon you. It's, it's, it takes power to break through. It takes power just to rip that door open. But that breaker anointing coming upon you, you go through to another level. Glory to God. Receive grace. Father, I pray for your people. Grace, impartation. We thank you for divine encounters. We thank you, Father God. We'll be there. In Jesus' name. Amen. Woo! God's positioning you. God's positioning you to be on the front lines of the move of the Spirit. He's positioned you not to be in the back of the pack where people are kind of like caught off guard, wondering what's going on. No, 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 that's not your portion. This is the reason you're watching these shows. God has called you and is positioning you to be on the front lines of the next move of God. It will be a move of power and miracles of signs and wonders, and you're going to be right in the thick of it. Say yes. <laughs> uh, you know it, don't you? Praise the Lord. Let's take, um, let's take Holy Communion today. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. You'll have moments when this begins to roll. You'll be in prayer, and you just hear God, God, God will tell you, you're going to be in Israel within two weeks. You need to be in Israel. You're going to just get assignments like that. I've had stuff like that. I've had, I've had assignments just come out of prayer. Now, if, if you're not listening, you know, a lot of these things, you, you can miss them. Glory to God. You, you get an assignment. God says you're supposed to go to New York. You're supposed to go to the Big Apple, or whatever it might be. Just, just assignments. God talking, God speaking. I woke up one morning, years back, can you imagine this? What would have happened if I hadn't been praying? I woke up one morning in prayer, in prayer, and the Holy Spirit came over me and said, and I was living in Texas, and He said, leave immediately and go to California. And I was like, Lord, um, 
you know, uh, I don't know anybody in California. I've got a job, and uh, and and I tried I tried to dismiss it. And a wave. Ten minutes later, a wave of the Holy Spirit came over me. Can you imagine if I'd been asleep? Woo! I don't know where I'd be today if I just you know was like this prayerless Christian. I don't know where I'd be at. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to know really. But I was up early praying, and that second wave came over me like a wave of like a wave of glory. And the Holy Spirit said, "Leave." today immediately for California and I tell you what by seven o'clock I had my car packed full of everything I owed of course um, everything I owned but at that point I was in my early 20s and I hardly owned anything <laughs> I couldn't really do that today which I'm glad but then I could just shove it all in the car back seat uh, trunk front seat and, and I was ready to go went by and talked to my boss and it all worked out really well because it was the Lord that had said that Praise God. If God tells you to do something, He's backing it. In essence, He's paying for it. So, yeah, Lord, I'll go. And He paid for the whole trip. Praise God. The Word of the Lord. When you get that Word, you can walk on it. It's, it's pure gold. It's rock solid. Father, we thank You for the bread and the juice. We consecrate it now. This is now the flesh and blood of Jesus. Jesus is veiled in the communion on purpose so that carnal Christians when they just take it not even knowing what it's all about they don't even seem it's just almost like a routine something the religious to do but the spiritual ones they don't see bread and they don't see juice anymore by faith they see Christ's body and his blood praise God He's not veiled to you. Praise the Lord. With spiritual eyes, we see Christ. Father, we thank you for the body of Jesus. We receive him now by faith, not doubting, believing your word, trusting you, and ready for your glory that you're pouring out. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Let us show up in prayer. Thank you, Father. Let us be there. Let us be steady in prayer, in Jesus' name, let's receive. You never know what a day may hold, but God does. God has an agenda for you each day. I believe it because I've experienced it. I believe that what Dr. Oral Roberts said is true. I believe it with all my heart, that a miracle is either coming to you or past you every day. There is something miraculous and supernatural pre-planned, pre-packaged for you every day, which is why you need to be a person of prayer, because it allows you to see it, allows you to lean into it, allows you to start a conversation that normally maybe you never would have started. Why do you feel like talking to that person? And boom, out of that comes a major job breakthrough, a major job contract. Why does stuff like that happen? Holy Spirit, responding to the Holy Spirit because of a strong devotional life. Father, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for forgiveness of our sins. And we thank you for a clean conscience, thus resulting in confidence before you in the things of which we ask. Oh God, we thank you. Father, help your people to make up their list of their wants and their desires. We thank you, Father God. We believe you'll do it all this year. And when it's done, we'll frame it. And then 
Next year we'll think about some other things. But Father, in this season of our life, we thank you that these things would make us happy. We thank you, Father. Thank you that you give us our heart's desires. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's receive the blood of Jesus. You're going to hit the gusher. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. You put your time in, you'll have the glory moments. You put your time in, slip in the visions. You put your time in, revelation flows. It flows. I remember I had an experience one time with the Lord where it's just, it was a good prayer time, but it was normal prayer time. I'd been there for several hours in prayer. And uh, nothing supernatural, just what we would call good prayer time. And right when I, right when I was getting ready to leave, I had just a couple minutes before all this activity began, and it's like suddenly God came into the room and began to pour revelation into me. And the only way I can describe it in a way that maybe you can understand it is that it was like standing under a waterfall very powerful rushing waterfall with this revelation upon revelation being poured straight into my spirit and I, my mind could understand all of it and I was just like Lord this is amazing and he's talking to me at the same time and it's um, it's, it's something that came out of just being with the Lord again if I had not been in a time of devotion with the Lord that probably never would have happened but you've got to be there You've got to be there if you want to catch the special moments, and then it becomes it becomes lifestyle. I see I see God tying you into His heart. You'll never ever want to leave. This will become a way of living for you, which I believe is actually normal for us to be like this. This is the, what God had desired. This is what Enoch experienced. This is what the great prophets of old walked in. This is what God has called you to. This is the life of a saint. Praise the Lord. Father, bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for watching. Stay steady in prayer. I'll see you back. For more information about the ministry of Apostle Stephen Brooks, visit our website at stephenbrooks.org.